Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning and God bless every broadcast will be starting soon. Please remain on the line. God bless you. Thank you for joining us here at the Message of Christ Church. Our broadcast will be starting soon. All callers are muted. This conference is being recorded.
Well, hello, body of Christ. Good morning. Amen. Praise God to all of the precious people of God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We have come together again to hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And we want to give God, amen, all of the praise on today. Amen. And we certainly, amen, praise God. Want to lift our voices up to heaven this morning and say, God, please do not pass me by. Amen. Psalm 61, verses 1 and 2 says, Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. For the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, and that is the rock of our salvation, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we are here on today on this Bible study to cry out to the Lord and to say to God, please, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. The songwriter says, while on others thou art calling. Do not pass me by. Savior, hear my humble cry. While on other thou art calling, do not pass me by. There are some times that when you are going through, it seems like the Lord is passing you by. But I want you to know today that if you call on the Lord, He said he will answer you and show you great and mighty things. So I just feel in my spirit before I get into the Bible study for today that somebody's shouting out, Lord, do not pass me by. I was also reading in the book of Genesis, the 18th chapter, and the third verse where Abraham was sitting by the door of his tent. And the scripture says that it it was a hot day. And he saw three men approaching him and recognized, he recognized that these were angels from the Lord. And Abraham said, my Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away. I pray thee from thy servant. Abraham was crying out of desperation. You see, God had seen something in Abraham that he liked, just like God is seeing something in you that he is pleased with. And so he sent his angels, and he gave the word to Abraham that Sarah would be giving birth. There are some angels right now that are coming to you that are going to give you the great news about the promise of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You see, this world is going through a lot of pain and hardships. Thank you, Jesus. And we need a visitation from the Lord. 
God, my God, in the name of Jesus, let me just go right into prayer right now because I feel the Spirit. Glory to God, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah, God. We're crying out this morning. And first of all, God, we want to honor you. God, we want to stop before we open up our mouths to ask of anything. God, we want to stop, God, and tell you that you are holy and you are righteous. You are supreme. You are glorious. My God, and you are excellent. And God, we want to thank you for this day that you've given us. And we come today, oh God, knowing that we can do nothing without you. So we come today, oh God, to lift up and glorify you. We want to thank you, oh God, for waking us today. We want to thank you, oh God, for a right mind. A right spirit, a clean heart. We want to thank you that we have the activities of our limbs. Father, we just want to thank you, God, for being good. We want to thank you today, oh God, that we have eyes to see, a mouth to give you praise with, hands to lift up and magnify you. As we look around, oh God, we want to thank you for our families, friends, loved ones, and even enemies. We want to thank you, God, for the gifts of the Holy Spirit that you've given us today. We ask, Lord God, that you help us to use our gifts for your glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we want to thank you for your visitation on today. Thank you, Lord God, for your word that you're going to bless us with on today. Father, we need a visitation. We ask you, God, do not pass us by today. We're thanking you today, oh God, as you are sending your holy angels to send us, God, your promises. We ask that you open up our Holy Ghost ears today that we hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. Father, we are thanking you today, O oh God, as we humble ourselves to you. We give ourselves to you, O oh God, to be used by you. Father, we ask your blessing over those, God, that are going to speak your word over your people today. Those that are praying for nations and loved ones and friends and families on today. Those that have given themselves away in prayer to cover pastors and leaders and families, God, those that are sick, those that are going through trials and tribulations, we cover them today in the blood of Jesus. We pray, God, that you will move mighty through your word today, that your people may repent, turn from their wicked ways, God, humble themselves, seek you and pray. And you said you will heal the land. We thank you now, God, in the name of Jesus. And whatever your people stand in need of today, 
as they stand repenting, as they stand calling on your name. We ask you, Lord God, to show favor. Favor with you and favor with man. We recognize that you are holy, God, and we ask that you help us to be holy. God, we ask you today, oh God, move in your word. As we touch and agree on every prayer request today, we thank you, Lord God, that it is so. We thank you, God, that your word shall not return unto you void. And we believe today, oh God, that you have heard our prayers. And so we lift our Holy Ghost hands towards heaven and we say thank you. And we ask all of these blessings. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. Amen, amen, and praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes, we believe God today for victory in your life. We thank God today that he is a prayer answering God. And hold on to that word today that you have found favor with God and he will not pass you by. Amen. Praise God. Listen, you have tuned into the message of Christ Church and I am Pastor Sylvia Staples. Amen. And I want to say hello to all of our radio listeners and our broadcast listeners, those that are on the Internet listening to us, those that are listening, by the way, at teleconference. Amen. Praise God. And those of you that are, amen, praise God, calling in for our tapings and are looking at our videos on YouTube. Amen. We thank God for you also. Amen. And those of you that are showing into our ministry, I pray that you are blessed. Amen. And you shall receive great favor from the Lord. Amen. Praise God. I have been in a great time of prayer. Amen. Praise God. I have received from some of you, amen, your financial donations to our ministries, your prayer requests. And I spent a little bit more time, amen, praise God, laying and praying and travailing concerning your prayer request this past um, couple of days, amen, I've, I've been in prayer, I have laid your prayer request before the Lord, and as I entered um, under my prayer shawl, I, I took with me your prayer request, and I, I just want you to know that God is going to give you favor. So that word for you, amen, coming from Genesis 18 and 3, was what I heard the Lord say when I was praying the last couple of days. Amen. Praise God. Just as Abraham prayed, you know, he says, I have found favor in the sight of the Lord, pass not away. Amen. Praise God. So God, amen, praise God, has given you favor. Amen. And he will not pass you by. So look for your blessing. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Amen. Praise God. It's, it's, um, he's taking away your pain and your hardship. Amen. And there is a visitation from the Lord that is going to come to you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Just one announcement before I go into the Word of God. I want those of you that are in the 
city of Chicago and the surrounding areas, and even those of you that are going to be traveling here to um, Chicago, amen, praise God. Please mark your calendars, amen, praise God. I have an upcoming event, which is going to be so powerful, amen, praise God. I'm going to be doing my first prayer camp for 2015, amen, my first prayer camp camp for 2015, amen, and the theme for this prayer camp is going to be, this means war, amen, I'm going to be doing some teaching on spiritual warfare, praying, amen, praise God, I'm going to be praying, amen, and teaching you how to pray God's plan back into your family, amen, praise God, I'm going to be coming from Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verses 18 and 20. So those of you that would like to attend this prayer camp, um, let me go ahead and give you the date because I want you to mark your calendar. It's going to be on July the 11th. That should be the second Saturday in July, the second Saturday in July. And we're going to start at 9.30 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. Amen. Praise God. After 1 o'clock p.m., we will have to um, leave the place, so make sure you get there before 1 o'clock p.m. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We will start at 9.30 a.m. with the time of prayer. So those of you that would like to come and pray and lay out before the Lord, amen. Praise God. We will be praying before and after. So if you do not make the um, time to lay out and pray before the um, conference, then you will be able to get in on the time of laying out after the conference. So I pray that you will make both of the times to lay out. Amen. Praise God. Get there in the beginning and also get there in the end because you don't want to miss anything that's going to happen at this prayer camp. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So um, the location is going to be the name of the place where we're going to be having the prayer camp is going to be, the name is the Gorilla Tango Theater. That's gorilla like the animal gorilla, Tango Theater. And that's in the city of Chicago. The address is 1919 North Milwaukee Avenue. And that's Chicago, Illinois, 60647. I do know that there is a train. The L is right in front of this location. So those of you that take public transportation, and there's also a bus stop right there um, on Western Avenue and uh, Milwaukee, I believe. So those of you that desire to come, please do a map quest or calls the public transportation to get there. But there is a train that stops right in front of this theater, and there is also a bus stop right there. Amen. Praise God. So it's 1919 North Milwaukee, and it will be July the 11th from 9.30 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. Amen. Praise God. Please be there. Bring your prayer shawls. If you have not ordered your prayer shawls, I We'll have your, I will have your prayer shawls ready uh, for the prayer camp 
on July the 11th. Those of you that have ordered, if you would like to pick them up at the um, prayer camp, I will have them ready for those of you that are in Chicago that have ordered. And if you um, register, I will know that you're coming and I will bring your prayer shawl. So the last thing about the prayer camp is you need to register. Um, I only have limited limited seating. God gave me to put out 15 chairs only. 15 chairs only. So um, please call to register. Please call to register. Uh, we welcome walk-ins, but after the registration of those that have registered for the 15 seats, I cannot guarantee you a seat. Amen. So uh, 15, we're dealing with 15 at this prayer camp. So 15 people are supposed to be at this prayer camp, and I'm asking you to be one of those 15 people. Please bring family, friends, loved ones, coworkers, pastors, prayer teams. Um, please gather them up and get them to this prayer camp 2015. Amen. Praise God. Again, it's going to be July the 11th at 930 to 1 o'clock p.m., 1919 North Milwaukee Avenue in Chicago, Illinois. Amen. Praise God. Let's get into the Word of God for today. And if you have any questions about the prayer camp, please call us or text us at 312-600-7729. You can also register at that number as as a matter of fact, that is the only way to register by texting us or calling us. Please text and leave your name and um, your callback number in the event something changes. We can contact you for all changes. But please text or call us at 312-600-7729 if you are coming to the prayer camp and let us know how many people you're bringing. Remember, we only have 15 chairs. I'm going to be anointing 15 chairs. Uh, anyone else that is coming, if you're going to walk in, amen, if you think that you're coming, call. Amen. If you know for sure that you're coming, call or text us so that we can get your name on the list for a seat. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Somebody says, why are you just limiting it to 15? 15 is what God gave me. Amen. Praise God. If more comes, Amen. Praise God. I'm sure that we can accommodate you, but I'm not going to guarantee because it is a small room that I have uh, access to. So, uh, praise God. Praise God. Let's go into the Word of God for today. How many excited people do I have today on the broadcast? Amen. Praise God. How many excited people do I have for the Word of God on today? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I'm glad that you're excited about the Word today. So go ahead and invite somebody to the Bible study today. Amen. Go ahead and invite your friends and family. Amen. Praise God. As we hear from the Lord today. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have a, a powerful Word today. And let me just go ahead and give you our uh, scriptures for today. Amen. Praise God. We're going to be reading two scriptures for today for our Bible study. Amen. We're going to be coming from the book of Amos. We're still in the book of Amos. Amen. Praise God. Amos, the 8th chapter. Amos, the 8th chapter, verses 1 through 6 and verses 9 and 10. 
Amen. Praise God. Again, let me repeat the scripture for today. Amos, the 8th chapter, verses 1 through 6, and also verses 9 through 10 of the 8th chapter of Amos. We're also going to be reading from Hosea, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 7. That's Hosea, Hosea, the 11th chapter. Verses 1 through 7. Amen. Again, Hosea, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 7, we're going to be reading. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And I'll repeat these scriptures as we go on in the Word of God if you, if you did not get them at the time that I was giving them out. Uh, let's start reading Amos, the 8th chapter, verses 1 through 6, and then 9 through Nine verses nine and ten. Amen. Amos the eighth chapter verses one through six, verses nine and ten reads. Thus has the Lord God shown unto me, and behold a basket of summer fruit. And he said, Amos, what seest thou? And I said. A basket of summer fruit. Then said the Lord unto me, The end is come upon my people of Israel. I will not again pass by them any more. Amen. And the songs of the temple shall be Howlings in that day, said the Lord God. There shall be many dead bodies in every place. They shall cast them forth with silence. Hear this, O ye that swallow up the needy, even to make the poor of the land to fail, saying, When will the new moon be gone that that we may sell corn, and the Sabbath that we may set forth wheat, making the epoch small, and the sickle great, and falsifying the balances by deceit. That we may buy the poor for silver, and the needy for a pair of shoes, yea, and sell the refuse of the wheat. The ninth and the tenth verse. And it shall come to pass in that day said the Lord God that I will cause the sun to go down at noon and I will darken the earth in the clear day and I will turn your feast into mourning and your songs into lamentation and I will bring up sackcloth upon all lawns and baldness upon every head and I will make it as the morning of an only sun and the end thereof as a bitter day. Amen. Praise God. I just read to you Amos, the 8th chapter, verses 1 through 6, and verses 9 and 10. Now let us go to Hosea, Hosea, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 7. Hosea, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 7. 
And this scripture is talking about God's love for Israel. Amen. The scripture reads in Hosea 11 chapter. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the bells, and they burned incense to images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms. But they did not realize it was I who healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness and ties of love. To them, I was like one who lifts a little child to the cheek, and I bent down to feed them. Will they not return to Egypt? And I will not Assyria rule over them, because they refuse to repent. A sword will flash in their cities, and it will devour the false prophets and put an end to their plans. My people will determine to turn from me. My people are determined to turn from me, even though they call me God Most High. I will by no means exalt them. Amen. So I have just read to you Hosea, the 11th chapter, verse 1 through 7. Amen. Our key verse for our Bible study for today will be coming from Amos, the 8th chapter, and the 2nd verse. And it reads, Then said the Lord unto me, The end is come upon my people of Israel. I will not again pass by them any more. Amen. Praise God. We're going to learn in this Bible study um, some reasons for God's condemnation of Israel. There are reasons. God does, God does not bring condemnation just because he wants to be mean. Amen. We serve a loving God. And he gives us so many chances to repent and so many chances to get our lives together Um when God gets to the place where he begins to bring judgment, that means that he has, he has, he has exalted all avenues of ways to get you to repent. That means that you simply ignored God and you kept doing what you were doing. And so his way is to get you to a place where you love and respect and honor him again. And so, also in this lesson, we're going to compare and contrast the behaviors and attitudes of the Israelites with our lives today. Do you see in the reading of the Word of God what is happening today? The same way that the children of Israel are behaving in the scriptures is the same way 
that this world is today. The people of God, the United States of America, has turned their backs on God. We have made laws in the White House, and we have made man-made laws in the church that is against God's will. And because we have taken matters into our own hands and made laws against God's will, he is going to bring judgment. And it's so on time, these um, the scriptures that we have been reading in Amos, and even before this word today, God was speaking and he was warning. And he was saying to the people that uh, we need to repent. So we're going to get into our lesson and we're going to read a few things here. We've been talking about Amos for some time now here in our Bible study. And we know that Amos has received visions concerning Israel and um, he has been, you know, talking to Israel about their sins and, you know, just like in today's society, some of us, we go to church or we go to Bible study or we get on various teleconference lines and we hear the Word of God. We hear the Word of God saying, be holy. We hear the Word of God saying, God hates sin. We hear the Word of God saying, repent. But some of us are just hearing. We're not doing. Some of us feel because we have certain titles or uh, we might feel like because we have been saved a long time, we have uh, the right to sin and we can get away with it. Amen. Praise God. But God is pointing out that even those that are chosen and called by me, which were the children of Israel and which is also you, you were chosen by God. You are um, in a position where because you are chosen, you have to show forth um, a form of holiness even more than those that are not saved. Uh, people in the world are expected to do evil, but those that are saved are expected to walk in holiness and show the characteristics and the attributes of God at all times. So Amos is not talking to the world. He's talking to saved people. He's talking to those that say that they are saved, sanctified, born again, and love the Lord. So this word is for the body of Christ. This word is for the body of Christ. So he Amos saw many visions. He saw many visions, and God spoke to him and showed him uh, what was coming to those that 
for in the body of Christ that uh, were not doing the will of God. So God's judgment is just. When God judges and brings a word that he is going to bring judgment on you, it's a just word. It's a word because you have not been in the will of God and doing the will of God. So this is a great time of repentance, and that's why you need to get to the prayer camp because there is a call for repentance. Please sign up for the prayer camp because we need to come together as a nation, as a body of Christ, and repent. Um, don't come in there thinking that you're so righteous and so holy. Um, there's so much going on in this world. we got to examine ourselves as the people of God. And so this lesson is just a very on-time word of God for the body of Christ. And so God is sending our visions to the prophets. And it is time for us to prophesy what God is saying to the people. So Amos was prophesying. And so he was at a place where he had seen many visions. He saw the invasion of grasshoppers, um, you know, that was going to come up on the children of Israel. And Amos, being the man of God that he was, was praying to God that this would not happen. Um, he saw a vision of raging fire. But again, Amos prayed that this would come to pass. And then he also saw um, a vision of Israel um, against God's plumb line. And Amos was convinced that God's judgment was just. And so the destruction of Israel would reach to the places and the sanctuaries of Israel. It's coming... This judgment is going to begin in the house of God. And so, at this point, Amos was prophesying that Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, had told him to shut up and go home and go back to Judah. There are some people that are going to tell you to shut up when you begin to prophesy about the judgment that is going to come upon the house of God and the people of God and the people in position in high places and those that are misleading the people. There are some people that are going to try to rebuke you and tell you to shut up and go back to where you came from because you are causing trouble and you're false and you're lying. People want you to prophesy good when they are doing bad. Don't lie. Amen. You will not be able, God is going to deal with the true prophets in this season that they will not be able to lie. Amen. Praise God. So Amos responded. Amos protested that he was not a prophet in any professional way, but um, he responded that he was sent to do the will of God. Amen. He see Amos. Amos prophesied about Amaziah. He said that Amaziah would die in a foreign land. He said his children would die by the sword, 
and his wife will become a harlot in order to survive. And you can read that in Amos, the seventh chapter, verses 14 through 17. This is what this is what Amos prophesied over Amaziah. Amen. Praise God. He had to speak what he was being shown in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So Amos saw some visions and, um, you know, he began to speak. So here is another vision. Here's another vision today that Amos saw. It says in the first verse, Thus has the Lord shown unto me and beheld the basket of summer fruit. Amen. And also in verse 2, he said, Amos, what seest thou? And, and I said, a basket of summer fruit. Amen. So um, here in this scripture, again, he's showing, he's using a natural illustration to Amos, and he's going to give him a word of prophecy out of this. Um, so God uses common things to show what he's going to do in the spirit. Remember, he showed a grasshopper, a plumb line, and in this verse, he's showing a basket of summer fruit. And some of you that are prophets, and um, he's going to show you through some of the natural things upon this earth um, what he is getting ready to do. Amen? Praise God. So here is this basket of fruit, and Amos is about to discover the meaning, the meaning. He's about to discover that the meaning is not in the basket, but in the fruit. See, the, the ancient people enjoyed fruit as a source of something sweet. And so, but this vision does not have a enjoyable outcome. See, be careful how you prophesy and what you perceive uh, because Amos was seeing fruit if he was in the spirit he would begin to prophesy and say oh I see God producing fruit out of you something good because when you look at fruit you look at fruit as something good that's in the natural and so that's why we can't prophesy in the natural and that's how a lot of people are deceived in the body of Christ because we're looking at them in the natural. They look good. They might even smell good. They might be even dressed good. We fail to look on the inside of the heart. We fail to look at the intentions of people. And so we prophesy from the outer instead of the inner. Amen? Praise God. But see, Amos was, was showed something, and um, we have to be careful, again, how we look at things. Look at them only in the spirit. And so, uh, uh, and that's how even when, when uh, David was being chosen as king, um, he was overlooked because he didn't, he wasn't, he didn't have that outer look like his brothers did. And so um, most people would look upon him and, and would overlook him because people like to, 
pick people according to their natural status. People select people because they have money, because they're they're pretty, they're handsome, uh, because they maybe have been to school, uh, have a whole lot of education. Uh, People even select people based on where they work and where where they live. Um, They even select people based on the church ministry that they go to. So there's a lot of reasons where people look at people in the natural and they select them for positions and they select them to do things. But And it's all good. Those things are good. But don't get fooled by the outer look and the outer things that people have done. Uh, you know, David had a heart after God. He was a man after God's own heart. He was chosen because of the heart he had, not because of the outer look only. And so that's why a lot of us are stuck in places because we are running to people that sound good. They sound good. They sound like they have power. But down on the inside, they're not really concerned about you. They want the financial money that you're going to give them after you prophesy to them. They want the, the, the fame of you putting them out there. But you need to really pray. You need to really pray in this season because the visions are being given to the prophets. And prophets, don't, you, don't look in the natural. Look in the spirit. Look in the spirit. Amen. Praise God. So he showed Amos this this summer fruit, a basket of fruit. There it is, a basket of fruit. When you look at fruit, you say, oh, that's so beautiful, and it looks so delicious. Yeah, on the outside, fruit looks good. So, but Amos is about to discover that the meaning is not in the basket, but in the fruit. It's inside of the fruit. Amen. Praise God. So this this uh, vision did did not have a a enjoyable outcome. Um, so he asked him a question. He says, "What do you see?" Hey, glory to God. So I'm asking those of you that are prophets today and men and women of God of the fivefold ministry, what do you see in the church today? What do you see? In the United States today, what do you see in the world today? Stop trying to make it good when it's bad. What do you see? We're selecting people in these positions because they are people of of the same nationality as people are. What do you see? Hallelujah. Glory to God. A leader should have more than just a good look and an education, a natural education. A leader needs to be saved. Leaders need to be holy. Leaders need to be righteous. Leaders need to hate sin. Glory to God. My God. 
So he asked Amos the question, what does thou see it? Amen. And I saw a basket of summer fruit. That's what he saw in the natural. He spoke what he saw in the natural. And so the purpose of, of God's question is to focus Amos' attention. God needs to get the attention of the prophets today, of the men and women of God today. Amen. Praise God. We are allowing sin to sit in the camp. Whew, glory to God. Sin has come into the house of God. Sin has come into our homes, into our neighborhoods, into our schools, into our jobs, our businesses. Sin has come in. There is sin in the camp. What do you see? Don't you overlook sin. Witches have come in and they are even comfortable in our churches. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says we should not allow a witch to live. Why are they still living? Why are they still taking over our ministries, the spirit of witchcraft? My God. Because we're not seeing what we're supposed to see in the spirit. We're compromising. We're going along with it. That's why I'm calling for this prayer camp. We got to get back into the Word of God and what God says in the Word. That's how I have, that's how our families should live. Amen. So he wanted Amos to focus on and to get Amos' attention. God needs to get the attention of the men and women of God. We got our eyes on lust. We have our eyes on money and fame and trying to be the biggest person. We have our mind, amen, praise God, on confusion, and we're in the midst of troubles, and we're in the midst of, of all kind of coils, amen. We're in the midst, amen, praise God, of trying to uh, uh, compromise with the world. What do you see? This is after, this is, this is the third vision. So, this is a direct question. And so, let's, let's look at Amos. Amos gives the obvious answer. Amen. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Amen. Right here um, in the second verse, it says, Then said the Lord unto me, The end is come upon my people of Israel. I will not again pass by them anymore. See, he gave the obvious answer. He said, a basket of summer fruit. A basket of summer fruit. He saw in the natural and not in the spirit. And this was a man of God. We have people that are getting ready to preach a word to you today, not in the spirit. They're only preaching what they want you to hear. They're preaching because they don't want you to leave the ministry. They don't want to. They don't want to step on uh, anybody's coattail. I would rather somebody step on my coattail to save my soul than to allow me to walk out of that door and drop dead right outside of the church or right outside of the of the store or leave my house and drop dead because somebody refused to give me the word. I told you some time ago, the blood is on your hand when you don't release the word of God that God is telling you to release to the people. 
Don't just look at people because they're sitting there prettied up. There are people that you're going to minister to today that are contemplating suicide. This world is messed up. And the church has lost its power because we are not yielding to the will of God. We walked out of the will of God. People are coming into the church and they're not even convicted anymore. Because we're preaching pretty, feel-good messages. And we're looking out at the people because we don't have spiritual discernment and we don't even see that people are hurting. I was, I was looking here on the Internet the other day and I saw that there was a lady that went into, I guess, uh, I, I'm just assuming and don't uh, quote me, uh, word from word, but I'm just trying to remember. I think it was the public aid place that she went into, and I don't know where it was. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say because I might say the wrong city, but in this particular city, she went into the public aid place to, to try to get, I don't know, a, a link card or some kind of assistance for her and her children, and they denied her. And right there in the place, she uh, pulled out a gun, shot her children, and shot herself. Now, this person probably looked like she had it together. I don't know. I wasn't there. Or she could have looked like she was half together. I don't know. But you have these people that are sitting in your ministries, they're on your prayer lines every day, uh, you run in contact with them on the street, you talk to them in the, on the job, they might look, they look fine. And some people have so much pride, they won't even let you know that they are going through a struggle. But each and every day they go home and the enemy's talking to them, take your life, kill yourself, kill your children. Kill your mama. Kill your daddy. Go back and shoot up the church. And we looked at him and we said, well, you know what? She had on a nice clean uh, suit and he was he was dressed up, you know. And um, I was talking to a lady the other day and she was telling me about uh, a, a deacon that was at her uh, on her deacon board at, at the church that she was going to. He prayed every Sunday. But... Um, Two Sundays ago, he got up there, he prayed, he shouted, and he went home, and he put a gun to his head and killed himself. So so you got to be in the spirit. You can't look at people and say, oh, they jumped and they shouted and they prayed. You got to get in the spirit and see what's going on in the heart. Don't look at people and just say, oh, well, they jumped and they shouted. You know, those are emotions. What's really going on in the house of God? The enemy has come in and he has taken a seat in the house of God. And right there, he's rebuking the word of God. And the people are pulling away from God more and more and more. You would think that all that is going on in this world, that people would draw closer to God. But if they come into the church and they see just as much as the world in the church as they see on the outside of the church, they don't they don't see a reason to get saved. So, you know, I don't know how I got into that, but I needed to say that in the spirit. The spirit led me. So 
let's get back to the word. There was there was a uh, um, a verdict here in the second verse when he said, "Then the Lord said unto me." Right after Amos said, "I see a basket of summer fruit." Then the Lord said to Amos, "The end is come. The end is come upon my people of Israel. I will not again pass by them any more." See, God will take so much, and you'll begin to see judgment. When we turn from God and start making man-made laws and going against what the Bible says and allowing this and this to happen, God is going to bring judgment. Amen? Praise God. And even before I read my Sunday school, my, my Bible study lesson here, my Bible study lesson, I had prophesied that you're going to see people die by the thousands in this season. This is a season where you're going to see death come by the thousands. Because the people have turned from God and because the church has become so relaxed and because the church has allowed the enemy to come in and take the power that God has given to us and because we refuse to stand on the word of God and be holy like God has told us to do, God is going to bring judgment upon us just as he brought judgment upon the people of Israel. And you're going to see you're going to see things come up on this place, the United States, many body bags in one day. You're going to see thousands of, of things. You're going to see terrorist attacks. You're going to see diseases eat the flesh off of the body. You're going to see the flesh falling off the bones of the people. People are going to be dying in the streets. They're going to be body bags on top of body bags. And I am prophesying this in the spirit. And that's why I am running to a place of prayer. And I'm calling people. This is war season. And if you don't have a prayer life, I'm not talking about just opening in your mouth and just saying some words without a heart. You need to learn how to pray and get answers and get a place of refuge in your time of prayer. You're going to need a place of refuge. Prayer will keep you covered. Get to this prayer camp. Get to this prayer camp. Amen. Sign up today. I need 15 people. Bring whoever you can. But I heard the Lord saying, if I can find 15 righteous people, whoo, glory to God, I will not pass you by. I need 15 people in this prayer camp. Glory to God. So here, the Lord spoke to the prophet. Amen. Amos. And so he's, he's pointing out the summer fruit. Amen. And... Um, <clears throat> The fruit in the basket is ripe. So the time is ripe for the end of Israel. So you see how God, you see how God is giving in the spirit what he's doing? He said the fruit is ripe. And it doesn't mean that the people are ripe or the people are getting ready to be fruitful. He says the fruit is is representing that the time is ripe for the end of Israel. Amen? 
Praise God. The the declaration, I will not again pass by them anymore, signals no reprieve for those whom God calls my people. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. My people. The approaching committee for Israel is definite and intended. Glory to God. See, there is a limit in testing God's patience. And Israel has reached it. The United States has reached it. The the people of God that have been um, in sinful, sinful lifestyles, your limit is over. You've tested God's patience. And you have reached the timing. Go back to that, what he said. The timing is ripe for the end of Israel. God must bring this thing to an end because God's plan is for people to be saved through the children of Israel, through the saved ones, through the body of Christ. And so now God has to bring about judgment to bring this thing and turn this thing back to where it's supposed to be. So let's go on. Let's go on and keep reading here. Glory to God. He's closing the path to evil. He's closing the path to evil. God is good. See, what God, God is so good because he warns and then he waits. So nobody can say that I don't deserve this judgment because there was a warning before God brought judgment. There was a warning. There was a warning, and then God waited, and he withheld judgment time again and again and again. You should have been in a place of being destroyed a long time ago. Some of you should have been dead a long time ago. But God has been withholding judgment. Time and time and time again. We have been rebellious, but God delayed the judgment. He delayed the judgment. Let's go on to verse 3 and 4. He said, And the songs of the temple shall be howlings in that day, said the Lord God. There shall be many dead bodies in every place. They shall cast them forth with silence. And uh, the fourth verse says, Hear this, O ye that swallow up the needy, even to make the poor of the land to fail. So um, last last time we were on the broadcast here, the last lesson, um, talked about the people of Israel and their, their idols singing and their making music on instruments while they were drinking bowls of wine, you know, after after wine, getting drunk, getting drunk, and then singing and making music to God. You can't <laughs> indulge in 
the things of the world, getting drunk. You know, there are people that go out to the nightclubs or have parties at their homes or, or certain things and get sloppy drunk and drinking and doing drugs. And then they show up in the house of God on, on, on the days of worship time and they sing in the choir, they sing on the worship team. They just came out of the the place of of nightclubs and they just came out of the place where uh, they were getting drunk in their homes or whatever and and indulging in 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 you know, smoking of drugs and they get up and they preach messages. This is what he's talking about. This he's saying this because people are doing this in the body of Christ. And so um, he talked about, we talked about this last week. And so um, they were just singing songs and, and making loud lamentations, howlings. He called it howlings. You know, uh, there are some people that God is really going to put out there and show. They think that they are singing pretty or preaching so powerful, but it's going to sound like howling, a howling. A grievous sound, a grievous sound. Um, many dead bodies in every place because God is. There's getting ready to be a plague put upon the United States because of the choices that we have made, and because of what the House of God has allowed to go forth. Because we wouldn't stand on the Word of God and come together and keep praying and doing right like God told us to. A plague is coming. Mark my word. You're going to play back this tape and hear me say, a plague is coming over the United States. Many dead bodies. Nuclear attacks. Poison being set off in, in the United States. Where people are going to die. Many, many dead bodies. In every place. It's just not going to be one place. This thing is going to be big. Uh, again, there are going to be so many, there's going to be sexually transmitted diseases that doctors are going to not even have medicine to be able to uh, help you in any way. Uh, uh, sicknesses is going to be transferred from the food and different places. So we need to stay in prayer. Glory to God. So that we can be able to see what God is seeing. Like he told Amos, he said, look at this. What do you see? He said, a bowl of fruit. No, look at it. I want you to look and see what God is saying for you to do in this season. <sighs> Glory to God. So, this prophecy was against the northern Israel. So God is prophesying this over the earth realm today. We need to get our house in order. House of God, people of God, get back to the basics. We're thinking we so much, we don't even obey God's word anymore. We think that we can just go along with the world now. And still, God will not bring judgment on us because we're saved. Let's go on to verse 4. 
through verse 6. We're going to combine those. He even talked about the fourth verse, how people have been abusing the poor. Hear this, O ye that swallow up the needy, even to make the poor of the land to fail. There are people that have been overtaxing people. There are people, a man, praise God, that uh, have been taking from the poor. The Lord continues to talk about this through Amos. The people that are needy are being overlooked. Some of you have more than what you should have, but you won't give out to the poor. Amen. The poor in the land are perishing. And down here in in verses 5 and 6, it talks about the abuse of righteousness, saying, When will the new moon be gone that we may sell corn? And the Sabbath that we may set forth wheat, making the ephah small and the shekel great, and falsifying the balances by deceit, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of shoes, yea, and sell the refuse of the wheat. Ooh, glory to God. The sins continue. Amen. They talked about the new moon celebration at the beginning of each month. Um, they were observing this season, but um, it was interfering with acquire, acquiring wealth. <laughs> Glory to God. They were more concerned about getting wealthy than, you know, helping helping the poor. And um, so uh, the commentary was saying that the people have the same attitude towards the Sabbath, the, the, the day of rest. They would rather sell wheat than honor God's command. Amen. Praise God. God wants us to rest. He's given us a day of rest. Amen. Praise God. But some of us are still out there trying to uh, do do evil instead of honoring what God has given us to honor. The merchandise sellers were cheating the people. Praise God. So, um, God wanted the people to be blessed. He He included a blessing if the people obeyed. And you can read that in Deuteronomy 25, verses 13 and 12. God always wanted the people to be blessed. He says, um, He includes a blessing for the people. He says, if you obey me, then your days will be prolonged. But they have not obeyed. And so now they're walking in the consequences. Amen. And you can read that, the consequences of sin. You can read about the consequences of sin in Leviticus 19 and 35 and verse 36. Also, you can read it in Proverbs 11 and 1, and then Proverbs uh, 16 and 11, then also Proverbs 20 and 23, and Ezekiel 45, verses 9 through 12. Amen. Praise God. Cheating was going on. They were refusing the wheat. From the people, uh, instead of throwing out what they were supposed to throw out, 
They were mixing it back um, and reselling it to get richer. So there's a lot of things that they were doing back then that you see people doing today but in a different way. People are still cheating. Amen? And robbing the people. Amen? And God's not pleased. So let's go on and read um, the punishment for Israel. We need to let people know that there's a punishment for sin. There's a punishment for sin. Uh, in verses 9 and 10, it says that it shall come to pass that the day, that in that day, says the Lord, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the clear day. Amen. And then um, in verse 10, it says, And I will turn your feast into mourning, and your song into lamentation. And I will bring up sackcloth upon all lions, and baldness upon every head, and I will make it as a mourning. Of an only son and the end thereof of a bitter day. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Let me get back up to nine. And it will it shall come to pass the day the Lord I will make the sun to go down at noon. Hey, uh, my God, God's judgment is going to be horrible. Um, the sun is going to go down. And when the sun goes down, we know that it's going to be dark. It's going to be, um, it, it says here in the, in the commentary that the people of Israel are going to experience a partial eclipse. Darkness. 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 Glory to God. Moses talked about darkness and he talked about darkness and he described it as a form of a curse for Israel's disobedience. And you can read that in Deuteronomy the 28th chapter verses 15 and 29. And some other prophets um, when they use darkness um, they described it as a punishment. And so darkness is seen as a curse and as punishment. You can also read uh, various punishments for and darkness in Isaiah, the 59th chapter in the 10th verse, Jeremiah 13 and 16, and also Micah 3 and 6. Darkness uh, represents God's judgment. So things are getting ready to get dark. Dark. Um, God's judgment is getting ready to come upon this earth. Darkness. Um, verse 10 talks about a lot of suffering. A lot of suffering. Oh, glory to God. The the people did not want to hear this. But they, because of disobedience, you must hear your punishment. Um, even when you go to court and they declare you guilty, they begin to tell you what your punishment is going to be. So, there, you must hear what your punishment is going to be just like you must hear what your blessings are going to be. When you do good, you hear the Lord saying, I'm going to bless you in the city and I'm going to bless you in the field. He said, but if you disobey me and walk away from my will, curses shall come upon you. So um, here in the 10th verse is talking about the suffering that the children of Israel are going to go through. And they didn't want to hear this. 
Amen. Praise God. So, the Israelites know that their ancestor Joseph became second only to Pharaoh after he experienced dramatic reversals in his life. Joseph's status went from bad to good. From bad to good. So, the this, the reverse will be true for Israel. They will go from experiencing a life of luxury to nothing. Amen? They're going from luxury to nothing. So the Lord is pronouncing this judgment, and he's given various examples of times that he had to bring judgment. He broke it down here in the scripture. He says the sumptuous feasting of the present will be turned into mourning. And you can read that again in Amos, the sixth chapter, in the fourth verse. He says the, the, the music that accompanies your indulgences will become doleful lamentations. He says your dressing, your dress code will change. Uh, the things that you're wearing will turn into sackcloth. That that represents a sign of grief. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And you can read about that in Isaiah 22 and 12, Joel 1 and 8, and Joel 13th verse of that first chapter of Joel, and then Jonah 3 and 5. It says, um, the care of one's hair will change from that of careful grooming to shaving it off or a sign of falling out. That's also a sign of grief. You can read that in Job 1 and 20, Jeremiah 48 and 37. It says, mourning will be so intense that it will be like grief expressing at the death of an only son. Glory to God. That's, that's, that's painful when God's grief gets to a point where it feels like the death of an only son or a son or a daughter, the loss of a family lineage. Your only son, your family lineage, you're losing it. People of God, we need to get back in the place that we don't lose our birthright, our lineage. It's going to be a bitter day. You can also read that in Ruth, the first chapter, verses 3 and 5 and verse 20. Glory to God. Destruction. Desolation and doom. Glory to God. At this point, nothing was going to change but what God wanted to happen. They had to receive the punishment because they had a warning, they had a waiting period, and they did not repent in those times. So now judgment is coming. Now, this does not mean that there is no room for positive and there is no room for repentance. But there is doom, and then there's hope. 
There's always a positive outcome in the body of Christ. Even though God is bringing judgment, it does not mean that it's over. It means that God is going to open his arms again and give you once again a time to come to him and live holy. God loves the world, and he has a plan, and he wants you to live that plan in the way that he wants you to live that plan. God will never forget and he will never leave you. God will never forget and he will never for, never leave you. Amen. So the outcome of the of the unrighteousness is punishment, but we also know that God has a way and God is mighty and God wants us to repent. Take this day to repent. Glory to God. Glory to God. The church must determine to do what it can to care for the needy, glory to God, and to get rid of sin and to live righteous and walk in forgiveness until Christ returns. Hallelujah. Let me go ahead and pray for you. Hallelujah. Shanda. God, in the name of Jesus, right now, God, we thank you for being an almighty God. God, speak through your prophets today. Give them a word, O oh God, to bring the people into repentance. And we pray that your word will not fall on deaf ears today, but the people will open up their ears and hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, and they will continue to walk in holiness and righteousness. We repent today, O oh God, of our shortcomings, O oh God. And Lord God, in this time, O oh God, as you are bringing judgment upon the body of Christ, God, we love you. And we want to ask you, Lord God, to make us righteous and holy. Let us be examples of faith, hope, and love to the unbelieving world that we may win souls to Christ. We thank you and we praise you and we give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we do pray. Amen, amen, and praise God. Amen. We praise God today. Thank you for joining us here at the Message of Christ Church. I have been your host for today. I am Pastor Sylvia Staples, Senior Pastor of the Message of Christ Church. Amen. We are located in the city of Chicago, Illinois. Amen. Praise God. And we want to invite you to join us as we uh, we are here on the broadcast Monday through Friday on our mega prayer. And our time is 6 a.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. 6 a.m. Central Time. Also join us every Monday for a Miracle Monday. Amen. This is a time where you can testify, give your praise report, and even receive prayer. Every Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. on our Miracle Monday, you can also hear powerful words from Evangelist Betty Howard, who is the host. Amen. Praise God. Join us every Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. Amen. And also join us. Amen. Praise God. Uh, every Sunday at 8 o'clock for our Bible study. Every Sunday, 8 o'clock a.m. Central Time for our Bible study. And we are here for our midnight prayer every first Friday. Midnight prayer every first Friday at midnight. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And our last announcement, amen, is um, our prayer camp. We have prayer camp coming up, Summer Prayer Camp 2015, Summer Prayer Camp. It's going to be on July the 11th. Um, that's a Saturday. The time will be 9.30 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. And it's going to be at um, the Gorilla Tango Theater, 
and that's 1919 North Milwaukee Avenue in Chicago, Illinois, 60647. I'm asking everyone to please register because I only have seating for 15 people. God has told me 15 people. The room is small for 15 people. So those of you that are planning to just walk in, I cannot guarantee you a seat, but I still welcome you to come. We will try to make accommodations for you. But we're asking for 15 people to sign up for this prayer camp. Our teaching will be on spiritual warfare prayers, and we're going to be teaching the people how to pray God's plan back into the family. Amen. And our theme is going to be this means war. Amen. So meet me, amen, on July the 11th, 2015, Saturday at 9.30 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. You can text us or call us, amen, to register. There is no fee to register, but we will be uh, taking up a financial uh, donation there, amen, after the service. So please bring a seed to sow, amen, into the uh, the work that God is doing in the ministry. Amen. This is hosted by um, Sylvia Staples Ministries. Amen. Praise God. So please join us there on July the 11th. Go ahead and register. Amen. Praise God. And, and text or sign up for us on by way of phone. Listen, God bless you. We thank you for joining us today here at the Message of Christ Church. If you have been blessed today, please sow a seed into our ministry. Go to our website, messageofchrist.net. Amen. And sow a seed. Amen. Praise God into the ministry. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And please continue to order your prayer shawls. I will be uh, finishing up some prayer shawls. Amen. Praise God. This week. Amen. So you should be getting your prayer shawls soon, those of you that have ordered. Amen. In the beginning. Amen. Praise God. I'm still working on some prayer shawls, but you can still order. Amen. You can also get prayer shawls at the prayer camp, the, the 2015 prayer camp that's coming up on July the 11th. So please let me know if you're coming so I can have your prayer shawl ready. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Listen, God bless you. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. And continue to pray for us as we pray for you. God bless you. We love you. If you've been blessed today, text us or call us to let us know that you've been blessed today. And listen, our time is up for today. God bless you. We love you. Be blessed. In the name of Jesus and goodbye. Your conference recording has stopped. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.